As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. To our great podcasters and our great fans, welcome to opening night of the 2022-2023 Panther Puri season. What's better than this? Good luck to all the podcasters and let's have a great season. <laughs> what did you well guys think played. of that that was that was, that was so bizarre that was weird man that was the weirdest thing i have ever like it was so uncomfortable is, like I, I could understand if like gary bettman did it like it would have been a little odd like it would have been a little look at me louie if gary bettman did it but it would have at least made sense some random referee like what were you thinking they needed to pre-write it also. Like that that was clearly off the cuff. It was it was I don't know, not, that could have been prepared. It, 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 if it was prepared, I would have prepared it better. I would have done some sort of monologue like um Robin Williams and what was the name of the movie where he says Carpe Diem. Uh Dead Poet Society. Right. That like it would have been it would have been like that if I had written it. In case anybody isn't aware of what we're referencing, before the uh opening game, at least in North America of this year's NHL regular season. Uh, the the referee gave some sort of speech, which was pretty much what I just paraphrased. You know, he said, what's better than this? Good luck to our great players, great fans. And then he dropped the puck. It was, you know, only about 30 seconds, but it was it was uncomfortable and uh, kind of unintentionally funny. And uh, <laughs> it, it was a weird way to get off this regular season, uh, get this regular season started. And we're here tomorrow as we're recording today, as you're listening, is the first game of the Panthers regular season. And we're here to talk about it. Gentlemen, we'll be doing over-unders for every team in the team in the league in this episode as well. We're not going to be spending very much time on most of the teams. We'll have some teams we'll focus in on other than the Panthers. But let's get started with, of course, our Florida Panthers. And this one has moved a little bit, but uh, the number that I have in front of me right now is over under 105.5 points. Bellows, who would like to weigh in on that first? I got to go under. I got to go under as well. No, I don't think by much. Um, Three unders. This team is not repeating its President's Trophy. I don't even think this team is repeating its Atlantic Division Championship. Agree. Um, and I don't think uh, I don't think I will face much disagreement. Uh, from either of my fellow podcasters nor any of the listeners uh, you know what? this team will take a step back this year you know the the number that would really make it very difficult for me would be 101.5 that would be where i'd be like wow i don't know which way i'm gonna go but i, I feel like they're gonna be in the low hundreds yeah yeah i i think the panthers are a playoff team as we're going to talk about them in the macro sense before we deep dive a little bit more um, I think the Panthers are a playoff team, but they are one 
three-week injury to Aaron Ekblad and Gustav Forsling to being in, in real trouble for a long stretch of time. Like, this is still one of the best forward groups in the NHL, but this defense group essentially has a number one defenseman, a top four defenseman in Gustav Forsling, and then number six, number se- number six slash seven guys the rest of the way. Like, it's not good. Uh, we have not yet covered the Josh Mahura waiver claim. Uh, we did on the uh, the previous episode for a little bit. Well, here, give us your thoughts. because I have got... not yet covered the Josh Mahura waiver claim. <laughs> you were on a jet plane. <laughs> I, I was. I was on my way home from Los Angeles. Look, it's it's a pretty low-risk grab. They're going to stick him on the third pair with Radko Gudis. He doesn't have a great sample of NHL results, but he also has a very small sample size of NHL results. He's been around a little bit, but again, not a ton of NHL games under his belt. And for what it's worth, noted top four defenseman Gustav Forsling also didn't have the best five-on-five results when his sample size was much smaller either. Could Mahora develop into a top four defenseman? Unlikely, but maybe. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Well, as we saw proven today, sample size doesn't matter anymore. 56 games is more than enough <laughs> to make a long-term decision on a player. So it's it's Josh Mahura. Did I get the first yeah, name right? Yeah, Josh yeah. Mahura. Josh Mahura. Sorry, buddy. You're, you're trash and you've got no shot of becoming a 4.6 AAV player over the next seven years. Oh, see, the angle I thought you were going there is that we should extend Mahura for four years. Why not? For eight? seven years at $30 million. <laughs> well, if, if Mahura had great analytics for 56 games, I'd be saying, yeah. but he had bad analytics for 56 games. So unfortunately, he does not get the extension yet. Yeah. Samuelson, by the way, who we're talking about was uh, Matias Samuelson is extended by our, of the uh, Buffalo the, Sabres. Right. For seven we'll, we'll years. We'll talk about them when we hit. When we hit his his, his uh, analytics were, were fairly solid. Like he could be a good player. I just think sure. that like the track record is not there to make that kind of bet yet. I guess we're going to talk about it now then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we can and I move mean, on. As, as our friend Anthony uh, from Expected Buffalo, uh, formerly of Die by the Blade, mentioned, uh, at some point you've got you've to gotta, you've gotta make your long-term commitments. Like the rebuild has to end eventually, and sometimes that means taking risky bets on your homegrown talent. The Samuelson extension might be great for Buffalo. It might look like Mackenzie Weger. It also might look like Florida Panther Mike Matheson yeah, before the... Pittsburgh well, uh, made him good. Since we're talking about it, here's the problem, though. This guy's shown no offensive ability. Right. None. I he mean, doesn't I don't even he... have a goal. I don't think I mean, Weger did for the first few years of his career either. His off, yeah, but Weger was getting minimum extensions yeah. and, and, you know, minimum bridges. Weger didn't get a, and, and it was a minor. His AAV for his, his last. Uh, contract was 3.3 this is defensive defenseman that they just gave four plus aav for seven years buying out three ufa years off of 56 games like what are you thinking yeah so anyway i don't even know what buffalo's number is but i'm just gonna go under <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 finish our uh our conversation about the panthers first but we all agree that they're gonna go under 105.5 uh, I I personally have them finishing behind Toronto and Tampa. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I think three or four is probably the most likely landing spot, just because 
it's hard to stay at the top, especially in the best division in the NHL. I have the Panthers finishing second. Okay. Still. You have Tampa finishing eighth? Uh, I do. And we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, no, I've got Toronto winning the division. I've got Florida second. I, I think Toronto. I'm going to. I'm going to withhold the remainder of my Atlantic division standings predictions until we get there. I think Toronto most people can, get, can guess who you have third. If Toronto can get any kind of goaltending out of Matt Murray, they're going to win the division just because it's their turn. Yes. Even if they can't for the record, if Toronto gets league average goaltending from their, from their tandem, I still think they win the division, which I oh, think, well, that's what I was saying. If they can get decent goaltending as league average, like the problem oh, yeah. is, Matt Murray's been anything but league average the last few years. Like if noted back to back Stanley Cup champion Matt Murray returns to noted back to back Stanley Cup champion form, then Toronto will be a threat. Let, yeah, let's hold about. off on yeah, let's hold off on the on the Maple Leafs chatter. But yeah, in, in general, I think we all agree the Leafs are going to finish ahead of the Panthers. I think that the Lightning are eventually going to get like you know nightmares about that series against the Avalanche and. They're going to, you know, come to the rink in November and December with a kind of angry energy that we haven't seen from them in, in past regular seasons. They usually wake up in the playoffs, but I think this year they're going to be angrier during the regular season than they usually are. So I think they're going to have a decent the regular Panthers. season. Yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying that's yeah. why they're going to finish second. All right. Um, so we got, we have new forward lines. I mean, I think the first thing we've seen from, Paul Maurice is that he is not sticking to anything that was done last year as, oh, we're definitely going to continue this in terms of line. Well, I guess the only thing is for Hagee Barkov, that pairing he hasn't really touched. But like, you know. Yeah, there's not much else you can keep the same given the turnover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But our first line, what looks to be our first line for tomorrow night is going to be Barkov with Verhage and Reinhardt. Second line is looking like Sam Bennett, uh, Keith, um, not Keith, Matthew Kachuk and <laughs> Rudolph Balsers. Uh, third line is Lou Sarinen, uh, Lundell, and Colin White. Colin White. Fourth line is Nick Cousins with Blomberg and Hornquist. And, uh, Hornquist. Defensive pairings, you guys already know them. Ekblad Forsling. Uh, it's Stahl, Stahl Montour. Stahl Montour. I think that's your third pairing, by the way. I think that we're no, gonna see. No way. No way. I think it's happening. No way. Brandon Montour is too good to be relegated to third pairing right now. But that's his, also kind his of rise his... as a Panther has been very good. He was fantastic in the preseason for whatever that's worth. I I don't think that I because I don't think that Paul Maurice thinks that Mark Stahl is not good enough for second pairing minutes is the thing. I think he genuinely believes that Stahl Montour is our second best pairing. And then Mohoragudis is your third. There's no way Mohoragudis gets more minutes than Stalmontor. There's just not. Yeah, I mean, I think your second and third pairing is going to... I would assume your first pairing is going to get asked to eat a lot of minutes. I'm yes. talking 25 Yeah, that's a 25-30 minute pairing uh, right now. And your second and third pairing is just going to be asked to basically split, you know, 10, 15 minutes each. That's what you're going to get from your second and third pairing. Yep. Hell, if they had the cap space, I wouldn't be surprised if you see seven defensemen a bunch more often. <laughs> cap than space. Be, yeah. Cap space. Who needs it? Well, I mean, they could create the cap space because, but they would have to 
you know, send somebody down, basically. Eh. Yeah, that uh, situation's just kind of messed up. But um, defensively, that's obviously the worry. And, you know, personally, I think Forsling and Ekblad is not going to be together. I, I think it's going to be separated actually quickly. Because I think I think that even Paul Maurice is going to realize, and, and I say even Paul Maurice, not to say that, like, he's an idiot, but, like, I think that he is stubborn, generally. And this is something that we've heard from Winnipeg fans. I think that he is, even he is going to realize. <laughs> from what fans? Winnipeg? Isn't that what I said? There you go. What did I say? You kind of put a lot of emphasis on that first syllable. Winnipeg. Or no, you put a lot of emphasis on, on the second syllable more so. Winnipeg. Yeah, that's kind of what you said. You kind of said Winnipeg. <laughs> okay. it, it just sounded funny. Well, Jets fans have <laughs> said that Paul Maurice is kind of a stubborn coach. What do New Yorkers know about Paul Maurice? I don't know, man. <laughs> but um, I think even he is going to realize that he just not does not have the depth on defense to trust the other four guys to play half the game. He's going to need one of those guys to be out there for 40 to 45 minutes a game. It's just the way it is. Like, I'm sorry, Mark Stahl at this point in his career, Radko Gudis at this point in his career, Brandon Montour, despite being a nice offensive player, none of those guys are, are going to be able to command the ice. So then who switches with Forsling? Mark Stahl or Josh Mahora? I'd like to see Josh Mahura with Ekblad for like a game or two to see if like he can hang and if Ekblad can carry him. For the record, I would also like to see that, but I promise you that that is not what Paul Maurice thinks. Yeah. I I would bet you on the show, not money because I don't like gambling, um, that if we see Forsling and Ekblad split up, Mark Stahl is going to be next to Aaron Ekblad. I don't think that's going to happen. You I, are much lower on Mark Stahl than Paul Maurice. That's not why I don't think it's going to happen. I think that okay. Mark Stahl, he's, he views him as like a steady defensive guy. He's going to put him out there because he knows he's going to shut down the other team. And he views Ekblad as a guy that can drive offense. Which he won't. You're talking about Mark Stahl, not, not I am Ekblad. Not, yeah, not, yeah. By the way, I don't think that Mark Stahl is totally terrible and washed and like the best thing to do is blow him into the sun. I just don't think that he's particularly good. I think that if you play him as your sixth defenseman for about half the games, he's perfectly fine. But like we're looking at we're looking down the barrel of 82 games of Mark Stahl, and that's one of the main reasons why I think the Panthers weren't going to be first in the division or challenging for the president's trophy again. You know, I, I will give Mark Stahl some credit. This past season, uh he was positive impact on defense he was negative impact on offense enough so that he was a net negative on the ice below but average his... but not below replacement is is probably the best way yeah. to put it yeah but like his his hockey viz chart actually has him as being a, a positive influence on in the defensive zone so that's and that nice. and that's why paul maurice isn't going to risk making aaron ekblad's offense just like plummet like that the, the reality is, is the odds of us at the end of the year saying, yeah, thank God we had Mark Stahl on this <laughs> roster are very, very. They're low. about as high as us saying, thank God we had Ben Sherratt last year. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's uh, this is what happens when you have no cap space. We didn't even have enough cap space to sign Eric Stahl off his PTO. Who's better than his brother, even though he's older. I don't even know about that. I yeah, don't think actually, Eric Stahl I, is great. I historically, great. I agree, but well, yeah. right now I'm actually not sure. I thought Eric Stahl was pretty good in the preseason. Yeah. For what preseason's worth. Okay, is... the preseason. Okay, Mark Stahl was meh in the preseason. Eric Stahl was pretty good. Yes. Player who already has an NHL contract and was almost guaranteed a roster spot did not perform as well as player who was still fighting for a professional contract. That makes sense to me. Eric Stahl was not fighting for a professional contract. He was deciding whether or not he had it in him to play one more season. A penny for his thoughts right now, by the way. I'd love to know. Eric Stahl. Uh, His equipment's still in the locker room. he, He knows the deal. Well, uh... I mean, what's his like visualization of getting to wear that equipment? You know, does he imagine that the, a long-term injured reserve placement for another player is just a game away? I don't know. True. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think he, it's the first injury to a forward. Instead of it being a call from the AHL, it's going to be Eric Stahl signing. Which is a shame because Happy Emmy. I know I'm like going back and forth with how much preseason matters, depending on how much it makes me look smarter. Um, Happy Emmy had a very good preseason. Yeah, I mean, but that's also a guy fighting for a spot. I so. I didn't want to be that guy, but when everybody was like, like, well, we wait, lose Happy Emmy on waivers, I was sitting here like, I don't care. Like, you know, Happy Emmy was cared. on the show. He's he seems like a, a nice guy. He definitely has some skill. There's definitely some potential there. But here's the reality: like, he wasn't a special AHL player last year. If you talk about the top. Right. 50 forwards in the AHL last year, he wasn't one of them. Like we're, we're talking about a guy that really only scored on the power play. And in terms of even strength points per game was like dead average in terms of forwards in the league. I, I think it's more of a situation where you just can't afford to lose any of your prospects because your prospect pool is so thin and you have zero draft picks to yeah. really refill that prospect pool. I guess, but I mean, he's not even really a prospect anymore. Cause he's what? 24. You can get guys like that so easily. Like they could have picked up Martin Cout on waivers and he's like maybe a little bit better than Hepany Emmy, I would say. There's also Justin Sordiff who was just reassigned to Charlotte today. He made yeah, it all yeah. the way through until the last day. Well, that's because he was hurt. He was hurt. He couldn't yeah. get sent out. He couldn't get and he couldn't get into a preseason game because he was hurt. Hmm. Uh, hopefully that he gets right for the AHL season because I really want to see what he can do in professional hockey. It would be very good if he became a, a useful player for the Panthers in the next few years because God knows they need him. Cap space, not not uh, getting better this season, at least. It sure will next season, though. That's true. By but the way, the, David, David Krejci's back. He just scored a goal. Wow. We'll, we'll get to the Bruins in, in a little bit. But um, we've talked about the defense. We've talked about the forwards a bit. I just want to say I don't. I don't really love E2 as Another a winger. Another assist for Pasta. My fantasy team likes it. I don't I don't really like E2 as a winger. I, I really don't get this. Like, he hasn't shown a heck of a lot in his time in the NHL that shows, like, oh, maybe this guy needs a top nine shot. Okay, so I agree. Well, I don't know. I disagree that he hasn't shown that he deserves a shot at top nine. What What I think the thought process is here is 
who else are you putting with that with Lundell? I don't think you can stick Lundell with two newcomers. And I'm not sure you want Lomberg on your third line right now. No, I don't. Um, so, look, if it were me, I would leave Lundell and Reinhardt together, who were excellent together last season. But Thank clearly, you. Paul Maurice wants that firepower up top. I would yeah. do that, too. And I would put Balsers on the top line, Colin White on the second line. But we did we did already see that in preseason, and I guess for the record, I think that's when when Anthony Duclair comes back. I think we get Verhage, Barkov, Duclair, assuming that Kachuk and Bennett work. Uh, Verhage, Barkov, Duclair, Kachuk, Bennett, Balsers, White, Lundell, Reinhardt, Lomberg, Lestarn, and and Hornquist, with Cousins being your thirteen. I I think that Cousins will show that he's worth playing every night, but you know maybe I'm just optimistic. Yeah, I I think Colin White is more likely to show that than. Oh Nick yeah, Cousins. but he is. But like both of them are going to okay. play every night. I think that you're more likely to see like a Lomberg come out of the lineup or Patrick Hornquist because he's like 36 and he's got like <laughs> 300,000 miles on that pickup truck. I thought you, you were going to say 300,000 games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he looks like he's played 300,000 games. He does. I'm sure he feels like he's played 300,000 games. 300,000 good games, by the way. He's had a excellent he's, a, he's he's probably a hall of famer no no way he's not you a don't hall think of so famer. no no, no. i think the nba season performances with pittsburgh get him no. into the hall of fame alone no eric stall's maybe not going to get into the hall of fame he's got like 1100 points he's got a ring that's true he's not getting in like come on this... Hornquist has no chance i agree with tj this isn't the nba like the hall... this is the Hall of Fame, the NHL. Like, you know, people are talking about Luongo being a borderline person, even though we all know he's not. But, like, I know it's a different position, but it's just Hornquist is not the kind of player that gets into the Hall of Fame. He gets his number retired by a team, but he does Probably not get into the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah, it'll no, be of course not the Panthers. Here's a, here's a fun little uh, exercise. Would you trade Hornquist for Matheson right yes. now? Yes. Because I would do it. I said yes as soon as you said, would you trade Hornquist? My answer does not change with the rest of that sentence being complete. Um, I'm going to say no, even with the resurgence from Matheson, just because I don't want that contract. How many I more would... years is on that? It's it's three Two, additional maybe? after this one? No, it's is it? three, I think. Is it still that long? It, was it an feels like that contract was signed forever ago. Wasn't that contract signed five years ago? I don't know, man. Time flies. If it was signed... Five years ago. Holy that shit. That does sound no, right. This year plus three more seasons. Yeah, I just I just but don't still, want still the way he's playing right now. I don't three think three more it's seasons be... of Matheson at four and a half at, at just shy of five million. Like that's but not bad. If he was really I mean, not that Pittsburgh is the best run team, but like would they really have just dumped him to Montreal if he was that well, they good? got Jeff Petrie. You, yeah, who is who's been good. bad. Mm-hmm. Petrie's not been good the past few years. Yes, he has. Okay. He's got a certain skill set, you know. He's he like don't get me wrong, he's clearly starting to decline, but he is still quite good. If okay. if you use him in in a certain role, he's got skills that are still there. We'll talk about Pittsburgh later cuz we're going to talk about everybody just a little bit. For the but, record, um, um what's left on Matheson's contract? So it I believe it ends. I believe he'll be 32 when it ends. It's just shy of five million, which is pretty cheap for a top four defenseman right now. 
for a good top four defenseman right now. Like, I think what's he's not left? a good top four defenseman, but he's like maybe a top four defenseman if you take the good out of there. I, he's been pretty good, but what's left on that contract is ultimately what I would have been comfortable giving to Mackenzie Weger. I would have given I would have given Weger a little bit more money because he's very good. But we'll talk about the, the Weger contract like, in the in the Calgary part of this because I do actually want to talk about that. I don't think that the way that Matheson has been playing since leaving Florida, uh, I don't think what's left on that contract is nearly the albatross that it felt like it was when the Panthers traded him. Yeah, no, but it's I, not. I still think that, like at the time, he needed to get out of Florida. hundred percent. I don't regret the trade at all. Situation. But if we could reverse that trade right now. I would totally do it because the Panthers need that defense back. Yeah, just not retroactively. We agree. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm not saying undo the trade. I'm yeah, I if we could just reverse the trade, right? Like and yeah. I mean, I yeah. think all I think all of us would trade Hornquist for a defenseman that's making the same salary as him. Like it almost doesn't even matter who it is, it's just somebody. Yeah. Well, I guess not Erica Branson. Not <laughs> no, not Erica Branson. No, he's built for tough. Remember that. You, you know that you mean it's like, oh, I'm so ready to do all, not you, Erica Branson's <laughs> the not you. I need. Any Wait, defense can we make one of those? Are there eight former Panthers defensemen that we would want back, or maybe, maybe not even defensemen? Uh, hold on. If we, we'll, can do we'll like go, a, we'll go through the who he played for. I and would pick all the trade defensemen. back for you if we could. Not you. With a not you. I'll just um, go back through who he played for. And uh well, Kulikov, Pesic, uh, Mark Pesic, Mason Marchman. If we're if we're extending it to all players, uh, Marchman. No, it's gotta be defensive. It's gotta okay. be defensive. Well, I don't know if there are eight defensemen. <laughs> it would have to be like Pesic, Kulikov, Demers, Matheson. Uh Demers doesn't even have an NHL contract, but I'd probably I rather know. have him than Gabranson. <laughs> It's just for the meme of it. Chris Weidman, I the, currently right. quarterbacking Montreal's top power play. <laughs> Jeez, so, Janelle Ter- Ter- I think that we've pretty terrible. much we pretty much talked about everything like that we haven't already talked about in the offseason with the Panthers. Uh power play. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Brandon Montour at the top, Ekblad on the left wing, Barkov, I believe, is on the right, and then Bumper is Reinhardt to chuck in front of the net. What do you guys yeah. think? We might I love the personnel. They might switch Kachuk and Reinhardt at some point. They might switch Barkov and Reinhardt at some point. Yeah. There are lots of ways to skin that rabbit, I guess. Is yeah, the no, phrase. you skin the cat. No, you skin it. It's lots of ways um, to skin You can cat. skin lots of Whatever. things. Whatever. Yeah, you, yeah, you can, but I don't want to get into that list. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Uh, I don't think that the power play that that top unit will have a problem with overpassing, which is an issue we have seen with the Panthers power play historically. Uh, that is five players who love to shoot, including Brandon Montour. Yeah. I, I love, I mean, obviously I love Ekblad on the half wall as the trigger man. You're not, you're obviously not taking Barkov off the top power play. Kachuk in front of the net is going to be great. Uh, unless you want Kachuk yeah. handling the puck more, in which case you park Reinhardt in front of the net, like you were saying, Alex, uh, and have Reinhardt in the middle, or uh, Kachuk in the middle. Like it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think that power play is chaos incarnate. 
in like a very good way. I agree. Uh, I like the I like the move of putting Montour at the top. It's clear that Ekblad's not a power play quarterback. He's not a bad one, but he's not a great one. Yeah. And right. when you're when you're a team that wants to compete for a Stanley Cup, you need a great power play quarterback. So I'm fine with trying different things. If Montour doesn't work, I hope it's Barkov that goes back to the point, not Ekblad, but we'll go from there. I would guess that if Montour doesn't work, you just swap Montour and Forsling and give that a shot. True. One thing I do really like about Montour, no, he is not the greatest passer in the world. He's not the best puck distributor. Uh, But like I said, he loves his snapshots from the point. And that in and of itself is a threat on the power play. Just knowing that the defenseman is capable of shooting the puck from the point is a threat. What I'm going to like about him on the power play, I think, is just like how much easier he's going to make the entries. Because he's got good foot speed. By the way, for what it's worth, uh, over the last three seasons, Winnipeg 11th in power play goals per 60 at five on four. Okay. So that's not bad. Maybe Paul Maurice kind of knows what he's doing. We'll see. Like, we're definitely skeptical of how he's going to do and still kind of confused as to why the Panthers threw away a president's trophy winning season in terms of their coaching staff. But well, I mean, I think we kind of understand why that happened yeah it's it's kind of understandable given the circumstances of how he became coach but not like, even that really yeah yeah okay, um, we don't need to we don't need to hash that out again but i i don't agree the okay. playoffs playoffs were all i needed to see with bruno moving on uh, the panthers don't need a head coach learning on the fly they need someone who knows what he's doing yep um is there anything else we need to talk about panthers do we expect them to be able to do anything at the trade deadline? As of now, no. Somehow they will figure out how. Honestly, their trade deadline acquisition might be bringing Anthony Duclair off of LTIR. And the question is, is how? how yeah, that I was about to say that that's the last thing I want to talk about. Somehow Patrick Hornquist will end up on LTIR. <laughs> yeah, like the Panthers are essentially playing the same game Vegas played last year where it's like somehow, some way we're going to end up with enough guys on LTIR that we can bring other people back. Yeah, I mean, clearly there is a reason, but like, wow, like Patrick Hornquist really still here. Like, freaking crazy. Just It just doesn't not make mathematical sense. But, you, you know, whatever. It, it, we're beating a dead horse with, uh, with Hornquist at this point. All right, Atlantic Division. Do you guys want to go in order of last year's standings or in alphabetical order? Uh, alphabetical. All right, let's get 30 seconds on the timer. Our first team is going to be the Boston Bruins. And once I read out their over-under, the timer will start. All right, guys, their over-under is 96 and a half. Over. I love the over. Over. Krejci's back. Bergeron's back. Boston finishing third. It seems like Greslick is actually going to come back pretty soon. That's yeah, going to be a big help for them. And McAvoy will be back before the new year. Taylor Hall is back now. He didn't he miss scored any a goal time. already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got a lot of injuries. They're older, but I'm not counting the Bruins out until they're gone. And Jim they're... Montgomery, good coach. Yeah. Yeah. New new I'll... coach, good coach. I would have loved Jim Montgomery back when he was originally hired. I would have liked him again now, but this Buffalo Sabres are the next team over under 77 and a half points. Under. 
Again, what the hell are you doing with that uh, that contract? I, I, I just want I to talk like about a, it more. I like the over here, but like not by much. I think they're going to be about 80, 81 maybe. I just think I, this I, team is going to get better. Like Owen Power's sick. Yeah, but like there's still not much talent on that team. Like Tage Thompson, I don't see him hitting 40 goals again. I, I think somebody, one of the young guys, will will take a bigger step. Maybe not Owen Power is going to be great eventually. I mean, how do we feel about Rasmus Dahlin at this point in his career? I mean, Rasmus Dahlin, until proven otherwise, he's a guy. He's a bot. He's a middle pairing guy right now. Like, he's I think he's a little better than that, but like clearly not number one overall. Like Owen Power, I think is already a better player. He's no like he gets compared to Miro Heiskanen a lot, and Heiskanen is a lot better than yeah. Dahlin right now. Yeah. Dahlien I'd still was... like definitely take Dahlin on the Panthers. Oh, that's a different. There are very few defensemen like that that I wouldn't take on the Panthers right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's not a fair way to look at it. I would I would probably trade Forsling for him right away. Like I wouldn't Disagree. think about it. Disagree. But to, to quote the office, the, this is the game isn't would you do her? It's is she hot? And <laughs> Rasmus Dahlin is not hot. All right. I mean. I, it, Rasmus Dahlin, I feel like that's just not a, a, a situation that I have a good read on, I guess. Let's move on to the Detroit Red Wings over under 84 and a half. Under. They still got a ways to go. I I think I got to take the under here, too. I wanted to convince myself that the Red Wings were going to take a step, but then I looked at their defense, and then I looked at the Senators' defense, who... I've always said, like, oh, their defense isn't good enough. I don't think the Red Wings have a better defense. Like, sorry. It's, it sucks. You, you went and signed Ben Sherratt. Like, I'm sorry, Ben Sherratt's not good. We just saw that. We, we know he's not good. Jacob. This is a tougher one for me. Um, I don't like the Red Wings. I don't think they're good. But in terms of an over-under, I mean, even their defense, like, Moritz Sider is great. Yeah. Uh, Olimata is still serviceable. That's two. That's two people. That's two people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. No. Iserman, what, what did you, what I, why? Why? Iserman, why? The question awful for me with season. Detroit awful, is awful. will their actually pretty decent forward core be enough to outscore their problems? I like Robbie Fabry a lot. Dylan Larkin is very good. Pius Suter was always kind of an under-the-radar good player. Bertuzzi, as much as I don't like him, is still a decent player. Uh, Kubalik, Perron, Lucas Raymond, Phillips. Like, they've you got didn't even players. say the guy that I think is going to have a big season, Jacob Verana. Verana, too. Like, they've yeah. got players. You got you to gotta put him on your watch list in your fantasy league. If he hits the waiver wire, claim him. That's that's a guy you should want on your fantasy team. All right, I got so two like, minutes on the clock because this is a team of interest, and we're going to move on to them. The Ottawa Senators, their over-under is 86.5 points. I'm going to surprise you and say over, but it's yeah, going to be go 87 with a, points. with a slight over. Yeah. Not enough to get them into the playoffs. but Not, this, not enough to – go for it, TJ. I was going to say this is one of the hardest ones because that that number is is really close to where I think they're going to be, and you know thinking about like I said where Detroit is where Ottawa is in relativity and we always said 
Ottawa's defense isn't good enough despite that those forwards were is their defense really that much worse than the other bottom class teams in the Atlantic? I really can't say with confidence. Because I like Artem Zub, Thomas Shabbat is a definitive number one defenseman. And even if they don't have anything else, well, who in the division really has a good bottom four? It's the top class teams. That's it. Yeah, they're clearly the best of the rest teams. It's just they're not they're not good enough to compete with the top three in the Atlantic. Or um, excuse me, the top four. They're just not, but someone's got to pick up the points that. You know, if we're going to say under on Detroit, under on Buffalo, certainly under on Montreal, like someone's going to have to pick up those points. And I think True. it's going to be that way. Yeah. I, I'm what I'll say of... about Ottawa is if they played in the Western Conference, I think they would be in the wild card hunt. I think that they'll be kind of in the hunt, but like, you know, kind of in the Panthers situation I, of five yeah. points back with two games in hand, you know, the, the classic Panthers position. Yeah. Outside uh, looking in, not I'm... inside. I'm suspicious of Anton Forsberg repeating what he did last year because that was a complete out of left field performance. Is he their starting goalie? Well, Cam Talbot's injured, so he's gonna be. Oh no! <laughs> even then, Cam Talbot with like without Cam a Talbot's not great anyway. Yeah. No, he sure isn't. <laughs> he is Jacob. Uh, we're we're out of time on uh, Ottawa. I'm gonna say over. What the hell? We all yeah, went over on it's Ottawa. It's a slight over. It's Not a very to make the playoffs, slight over. But a slight over. They're, they're clearly in the second tier and above the third tier, so that makes them an over. All right. Jacob, it's time for you to make your case. The Tampa Bay Lightning, <laughs> their over on under is a 103.5 point season. Hard under. Tampa's finishing eighth. Now, I guess he's washed. I kind of wanted Stamkos to have is made of glass. this conversation before yesterday because yesterday is now, you know, illustrating our thoughts on this because the lightning looked absolutely horrible against the Rangers last night. The Rangers boat raced them in a three to one win that was not even as close as the score indicated. They pretty much doubled the Rangers in shots and expected goals. They didn't even need uh, Igor Shesterkin to stand on his head. It was a very comfortable dominant performance and you got to be ringing the alarm bells for the lightning after seeing that are they going to be able to be the same old lightning without ryan mcdonough without andre palat without anthony sorelli for the first part of the season because they sure didn't look like it yeah they're also missing jan ruda like that defense that deep like they just keep losing their depth and i keep you know they're, they're kind of like boston to me I'll believe that they're down and out when they're down and out. So for now, but that's going to happen this season. <laughs> I will say slight under and say, and, and say they finish between a hundred and 103. Nah, but 77 points. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to stick to my guns and say over. I think that eventually they're going to wake up angry from not winning the Stanley cup and, and get their act together. I think Braden point is eventually going to show us he's an elite player, but uh, based and on they're last gonna night, run out of steam and overplay Andre Vasilevsky and everything's going to come crashing back down. So maybe they'll have one good stretch in January, but guess what? Eighth, eighth in the division. Could you imagine that team with Connor Vidar though? That would be really bad. <laughs> would be really I didn't bad say last they don't the have their first round pick. They traded it to Chicago. Oh, thank God. Ew. That's not fun either. 
Yeah, so uh, no Connor Bedard for you. I, I don't think that, that will happen. Montreal, if, as we're about to get to talking about both of these teams, Montreal is up 3-2 on Toronto, guys. Oh, I forgot Montreal. Also, yeah, Jesus. way to go alphabetical order there, TJ. Oh, my God, I totally Montreal's missed that. The Montreal Canadiens. Sean Monaghan scored a goal. Their over-under is 72.5. Over. Hard under. Over. Hard under. Over. That, that team's going to finish is real low. It's really um, low. They're going to finish in the 60s. They are I going think it's, hard I think it's hard to be that bad. Like, I'm just playing the numbers here. Over. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to give them another slight over. I, I don't think they're bad enough for 72 or below. I think they are. That's Mike, a low number. Mike Matheson legacy <laughs> season. When he comes back and Cole Caulfield, 30 I, I goals. I like Montreal's forward group. 30 goals for Cole Caulfield. Suzuki and Caulfield are awesome. They got to send down Blykowski. Uh, they got to send him down. You think not so? Ready. He's not ready. Okay. But like so. Brandon Gallagher, there's no way Brandon Gallagher is going to be as bad as he was last year. I agree with you. Slavkovsky's a bust, by the way. <laughs> Should have taken Shane Wright. Yeah, um, I, I unironically agree. Yeah, no, I just, I like their forward core a lot. I like their young forwards, and I like Brendan Gallagher. Uh, Jesus what I don't Christ. Like, what I don't Four like two? is Jake Allen. 3-3. Three, three. Oh, my God, who scored? Just uh, as I was saying, what I don't like Nylander. is Jake Allen. <laughs> and no, it was a complete defensive breakdown, two-on-one, Dadanov with a turnover. Oh, Dadanov. Because I thought that at the end of the year, last year for Vegas, he was actually awesome. So that was one of the one of the guys I thought maybe he pushed them over, but maybe he just will suck. Who knows? Maybe Yeah, maybe he's finally 33 years old. I think whatever. that the, they're 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 not going to try to be in the Bedard sweepstakes because they think they're already in it. So we're we're not going to see them like make the kind of moves that Buffalo did in the McDavid draft year where they yeah. were like clearly tanking. Now other teams that we'll talk about, I think they they will be doing that. I have one last thing on Montreal. Caden Goulet, who Montreal fans say is better than Anton Lindell, got beat like a fucking drum. On that he's also not better than Lundell. He's Kim Gooley is not. He wasn't a good prospect. He wasn't a good draft pick. He's not going to be a good NHL player. Oh, no. It's offside. Is it really? It's Still offside. It's going to be 3-2. It's offside by a hair. All right. Live coverage of a game that's already over. I'm sure the Maple Leafs won 7-3. So, uh <laughs> Speaking of the Maple Leafs, we got some hot takes from you on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for replying. A lot of Maple Leafs tweets. We should read some of the Panthers tweets, by the way, because we forgot to read those. We got one from at Hoobie Doobie Doo, who says the Leafs go 081 and 1. <laughs> who do they Love tie, it. though? Who did they get the OTL against? Montreal tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, also, see the reason the reason that I just can't agree with that take is then Tampa can't finish in last unless they go 082 and 0. On the complete other side of things, at lens underscore darkly says Toronto wins the Stanley Cup. Now I I did predict that they would win the president's trophy, but I do feel like that's a completely different thing. I would handicap Carolina as the favorite to come out of the East. I agree. Mainly because oh, I think I the Metro is a pillow fight this year. Except for those guys. I disagree. We got another hot take from at Devin Nolf, I think. 
I may be pronouncing that wrong. He says Austin Matthews scores 70 if he plays a full season. My fantasy team would appreciate that. That's a lot of goals. He's but he's that good. He's got I think there was a point last season, like before he before he uh missed those 10 games that he was actually pacing close to that. I mean, he scored 50 goals in 50 games. So that was pretty ridiculous. I think that's every Toronto hot take that we got. Oh, um, friend of the show, I think it's at FLA Panthers Punk said Toronto gets the Eastern Conference Finals, at least the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're going to win a round this year. That's right? a bold statement. Making them win a round, that's a bold statement. Oh, wow, they called that onside. I am shocked. <laughs> I am the, Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs over-under is 108.5. Over. And I still have to take the over, despite how yeah. high that number is. Over. We, we've taken so many unders. Someone has, someone has to be it. I, I think it's going to be Toronto. I think I've gone over for most of the teams in this division. I went over on Buffalo. I went over on Ottawa. I went over on Tampa. I went over on Toronto. And I went over on Montreal. But I think the other three teams I went under on. Detroit, yeah, Florida. Yeah, I just I, I think I think Toronto is gonna feast on the Atlantic a little bit this season. Oh, I didn't say over under on, on Boston. Over. I just think the Metro's not that good. We'll get to that, obviously. Toronto's forwards group is just so good. And the like, defense that's... is really deep. They have a great defense. It's not as good at the top level as the Panthers or the Bruins, for example. But when you have Mark Giordano on your third pairing, that's death. That's <laughs> 4-3 Montreal. A horrible defense from Toronto. It's so as TJ is talking about how good the defense is. TJ's just sucking off the Toronto defense, and I'm just like, here they are buried in their own zone. It's really bad. Montreal scores Yay, what's likely the game winner with 18 My seconds fantasy left. team appreciates that. Josh Watch Anderson. this one get called back for Was something. it um, – was it a Justin Hall turnover or something? Oh. It was Muzzin and Hall out there. Okay, yeah, Muzzin, look, Muzzin so, with the turnover. It was yeah, Muzzin. And it was a be bad turnover. Pair. He's going to be on the third pairing and maybe on LTIR at points this year. That was a bad turnover for Muzzin. Holy shit. I didn't say Muzzin because he's not one of the guys I'm particularly high on. But, I mean, hey, like when you when you have Muzzin as like your fifth or sixth best guy, you're deep. They have TJ Brody, they have Morgan Riley, they have two young guys I really like. In um, dang, what are their names? <laughs> you, uh, know, you know, you know who I'm talking L- L- about. Lilligren and Sandy. Sandy and yeah, those two. I think those guys are our top four. I think those two are future top four defensemen. I and... still hold that if Timothy Lilligren didn't have mono in his draft year, he would have been a top ten pick or at least a top fifteen. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. was projected to be a top five pick going into the season. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He was I don't remember he was him being that prospects Oh, yeah. Draft. He was he was a top I, I remember really liking him. I don't remember him being projected top five. He's he's good though. Like it, no worse for wear. Um, I remember drafting him in my career mode in NHL whatever year that oh, yeah, was. Oh yeah. He was he was a he he became a god in in the NHL franchise. I think that Samsonov or Murray will eventually turn out to be a good goalie this year one of them I, yeah i agree with that one of them might not be but i mean that samsonov signing was just so that was such a savvy signing and uh that's it for the atlantic division who do you guys think is going to win it we all agree toronto toronto 
Toronto. Do we want to give our rundown of uh our I think we kind of already I think we kind of already did, but just to just to reiterate, Toronto is is winning that division. Okay. Metropolitan division. And this time we will actually go in alphabetical order. I will not fuck this up. Uh Carolina Hurricanes over under 103 and a half. Over. Way over. 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 Way over. over. One ten. Over. Way over. One ten plus. I Talk about so. feasting on a division. My Bechnikov is going to score 45 goals. Ooh, I don't know about that. I, 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 40. I don't know. I think that extra five is asking a lot. I think that's a team that is going to just destroy you with their depth. And you're going to see a lot of guys with 20 plus. I don't see, I don't think you see someone with above 35 on that team. Good. Goalie. Like, good goalies. Don't you yeah. agree? Goalie guy. Yeah, good strong, strong defense too. The Columbus yeah. Blue Jackets have an over under of eighty and a half. Over under. I'm that, taking way over. That, I'm, I'm, that number is too low, but I'm not in love with this team anyway. I'm gonna take a slight over. I'm gonna take over enough for Columbus to sneak into a wild card spot. Ooh, interesting. That team is Johnny Gaudreau, Wierenski, and not much else. Like I they've got that, prospects. Though. Did Patrick Line die? I know he's he's Patrick Line. I know injured. he did already get injured, but like okay. th- that team is Patrick Line. That team is Jake Voracek. Voracek that is team, not as much Jake as I hate anymore. him is Boone Jenner. That team is Parkland native Andrew Peak. Who's not who's good. Not good. Shut up. He's from Florida. Yeah, that I'm automatically makes him good. That's how that works. I'm sorry. Like I don't make the rules. I That's love Kent Johnson as a prospect. I think they've got a lot of good pieces for the future. Cole Sillinger, I like. Mm-hmm. They're just nowhere close. Yeah, their their drafting record is great. Don't you guys think they're so good at drafting? Yes. <laughs> Damn, Josh, they are excellent at drafting. Alex, shut up. I'm not naming names. <laughs> Everybody knows I was just what we're talking about. Everybody knows um, what we're talking about. No, I I'm I think Columbus. I think Columbus is going to sneak into a wild card spot. All right. I can't believe that alphabetically we're already there, but uh, unless I'm reading this wrong, New Jersey Devils over or under 89 and a half. Under. Under. That team is going to disappoint again, and Lindy Ruff is going to be the first coach fired. I love Jack Hughes. Again, Floridian Jew. Gotta love him. Jack Hughes is carrying this team to the open. I love Dougie Hamilton. I, I'm a big fan of Nico Heischer. That's the end of the list of good players on the New Jersey team. Don't forget Andre Pilat. But I, I honestly I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't love the team, but I think that Jack Hughes like is going to be in the Hart Trophy conversation this year if he's healthy all year. I feel like I should also just clarify about the Jackets that they are sneaking into a wild card spot predicated on my prediction that Tampa finishes eighth. <laughs> I, I have Columbus fifth in the in the metro. I, right. I just need. I just feel like I need to clarify that. <laughs> I've been saying a lot of overs, so I'm glad that this team is coming up now. The New York Islanders over under ninety one and a half. Under. Welcome to the Long Island <laughs> retirement home, guys. Under. Under. This team that... is so goddamn old. Yeah. Um. Good for them that they were able to get Barzal to sign. I'll use my 10 seconds or whatever on Barzal to say, good for you guys. You got Barzal to stay. Yeah. You probably overpaid him a little bit for what his actual production is. 
talent wise, I think it's fair. He just hasn't he hasn't progressed like we all thought he would. Uh shout out to what's the defenseman that they extended? The Roland guy from the QJMHL. Oh my god, what is his name? Is it either Pelican Noah Dobson? Or no, oh, Noah Dobson, Dobson. I like. But, I like yeah, but Dobson. I mean, like, they, I also they, like Pelican and Pollock. Yeah, th- I I don't know though. Those guys was just like they don't even seem like the same guys they were when that team was going to the second and third round. Oh, look! Don't get me wrong; they're not like neither one of them is a number one, but they're both very good defensemen. It's it's a shame if this team can kind of tear down those that that veteran group that is making too much money. They have a nice little core of Sorokin, Barzal, Dobson. If they can build around that, like they've done the hard part, sort of like the old Florida Panthers. All right. You guys ready for uh, a contentious I'm very debate? excited for this one. The New York Rangers over under over. Over. is 99 over. and a half. Over. Over. Under. I think. Under. Under. I think Sor- uh, Sorokin, uh, Shesterkin goes back to being merely one of the three best goalies in the world rather than a guy <laughs> who had a Hall of Fame season. Yeah. Like, there's not, not many goalies who've had a better season ever than what Shesterkin did last year. I think he regresses to the mean a little bit and is still a god. He's just a mortal god. Mm-hmm. And that team does not repeat as the division champ of the Metro. I think yeah. they are a wild card team. Carolina is still going to win the division. Don't get me wrong, but I think the Rangers are a very strong second place in the Metro. Here, Here's my case for the Rangers to not only go under, but to miss the playoffs. I agree with Alex that Igor is going to be shreds. Igor's going to be a merely very, very, very good goalie. And coming off of a, of a season where he was working 150% as hard as most goalies do every night because his team was getting shelled. They were a bottom 10, maybe 15. I can't remember which it was in Corsi. I think that the scoring was predicated on unsustainable power play production and unsustainable Chris Kreider production in particular. He's not getting any younger. Artemi Panarin is not getting any younger, and I still think he's going to be very good, but we're talking about an offense that was really carried by those guys and Mika Zibanejad, who, despite playing very well last night, I I really don't think he's... He's streaky. I don't think he's a, a number one center, bona fide number one center. Not to say, like, he's in the... He's not in the top 32, but, like, he's not one of those franchise center guys, in my opinion. And Adam Fox is great, but the rest of the defense is unproven. I think that you can really say good things about a lot of those guys, but um, I just, I just think that they haven't shown me that they're a sustainably good team. They don't need to be. Okay. And that's my take. Uh, Igor. So I, I just look, say what you want about my call that they're going to finish second in the Metro. And this is a conversation that is going to repeat itself when we get to the Western conference. Um, I don't think a team that has a perennial Norris candidate, a perennial Vez- and a perennial Vezina candidate should be missing the playoffs. And this will come back up when we talk about the West and consider that a bit of a teaser. All right. Um, Artemi Panarin is due for a bounce back season as far as his five on five numbers go. He was uncharacteristically 
bad at five on five not to say he was bad but he was a lot worse than normal five on five is he getting younger no but he's going to be better than he was last year at five on five Zibanejad is still a good enough center he can play 1c he once scored 40 goals let's not forget and it's not like it was a uh uh joe thornton and that random nobody who scored 50 with him uh jonathan chichu i think yes thank you uh, I always I always mix up Chichu, Tutu, and Setaguchi for some reason. Like <laughs> I, I always forget which one of the three of them it was. Uh, I really like Zabanajad. I think Panarin is still a top five winger in the league. Uh, I think Lafreniere is eventually going to hit his stride. Kako, I'm not as high on, but whatever. Uh, I like Philip Heedle a lot too. I like. And as far as the defense goes, yeah, Adam fucking Fox. Yeah, Adam Jews. Fox is is these Jews, the man. He's the go. They're they're getting real good at hockey. I just I just don't know. Like we we think that those young guys are eventually going to take a step. Like maybe it doesn't happen. Like we're talking about none of those guys had forty points last year. They didn't. None of them got forty points. Vinny so, Trocheck might have been uh, overpaid for, but. He's still Vinny Trocek. Yeah. I think the term is the problem there. More interjecting that's not needed. Uh, the Avalanche just took their photo in front of the Stanley Cup banner, and Jack Johnson's in the photo wearing his new white Blackhawks jersey, and I just think it's <laughs> the funniest thing. That's awesome. That's the best. Uh, we'll get to the Western Conference in, in a little bit. Uh, that one ran long, obviously, so this one will be quick. Philadelphia Flyers, 73 and a half. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this is gonna be the roller coaster going off the tracks of the year. Uh, under, under. And I still think under. they're gonna outkick their coverage a little bit with John Tortorella, but like this is a team, this team has no talent. What the heck are they gonna do? They're gonna participate in the United States of Tortorella. <laughs> I oh still God. think that the best picture to come out of preseason is the picture of Tortorella standing in front of his team at practice with one of his players just laying flat on the ice. Oh. And, then, and then who was it that wanted to go to Hooters for lunch in between after practice? No Probably. I think that was Travis Connect. Isn't that a story that came? That, yeah, I, think that 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 was a joke. To to I think it that was sense. a joke. Oh. Uh, we do have some oh, Flyers hot takes. Really- uh, guess who said this? Owen Tippett has a <laughs> this is the team season. that's going to go 82 and 0. <laughs> guess who said Owen Tippett has a 50 point season? 50 point or 50 goal? 50 point. Guess that's who said it? Thing. Uh, Dylan. Dylan did say that. At Miami, but, uh, guy. Dylan. Does he but, uh, does he attend the University of Northwestern? He does. That's right. Yes. Uh, at Price Tag 31 did say for the record, Owen Tippett becomes a 30 plus goal scorer. In the AHL, yes. I think that I this agree. team might have the most man games lost for injury of any team in the last, like, 50 years. It's going to be unbelievable how many injuries they have because they're they're going to, like, bag skate every other day in practice and guys are going to be tearing their ACLs. Plus, they already have a bunch of injuries, and, I mean, they're rushing Sean Couturier. Yeah, back not to mention injury. Couturier. Yeah, Couturier is already out. Ellis is already out. Kevin Hayes uh, is, like, Dyke not going to come back as Kevin Hayes. All right, and so that's yeah, that's four key players who are already injured before Philadelphia even plays a game. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be iffy. Uh, let's move on. Pittsburgh Penguins 
101 and a half. This one's this one's hard for me. This is hard. I'm gonna say Ooh, under. I'm I'm taking the under there. I, I'm gonna say under. I've got Pittsburgh finishing third. I, yeah, I've got Pittsburgh finishing third in the Metro. I think they're still a very uh I'm not gonna say a very good team, but if they can stay healthy and if their goalies aren't literal sheets of paper, uh they're gonna make the playoffs pretty calmly in that I like division. them at about 99, 98. Yeah. 97, Basically, yeah. Give me give me flip the Rangers and, and Penguins numbers, and I think that's about where where you land. That's fair. That's certainly fair. Um, and then the last team in this division is the Washington Capitals at 96 and a half. Again, these guys know what they're doing. That's a very hard number to pick. Oh man. Give me the over. What the hell? Give me the over. Over. Don't bet against Ovi. Ovi Ovi and his Ovi and his hunt for goals. Darcy Kemper. Is Darcy Kemper gonna be able to do it behind not the Avalanche? Uh, no Backstrom, no uh, Wilson. No Backstrom actually doesn't hurt them that much because he's cooked. And that's a that's a, a bad injury that had been affecting him. Who are their so, centers behind Kuznetsov? Well, they did Ryan, sign Dylan, like Dylan Strom. Is that yeah? Dylan Strom's good. He's going to help them. Uh, Dylan Strom has not been consistent Henry, ever. In Borstrom did career. not make the Washington Capitals <laughs> shocking. Uh, honestly, that is a little shocking considering how thin that team is at center. Do they still have Lars Eller? Yes, they do. Okay, yeah. so there's your three. Nick Dowd. Honestly, maybe he's your two and Dylan Strom is your three. I don't know. I just I I don't know on the over under for this one. 96 feels right. Yeah, that's I a tough do one. have them making the playoffs in a wild card spot. Um over like on top of Columbus. I've got Washington fourth in the metro. Um but I don't know. I 96 is a tough number to call for them. Unlike you, I am a gambling man and you could not pay me to bet on this over under because yeah, it is it's, such a tough line. It's tough, man. I'm gonna say slight over, like opposite of the Penguins, just a little bit over. I'll yeah. take slight under. I'll, okay. I'll still have them in a wild card spot with a slight under. They could get into the eight spot with that with a little bit less than yeah. that, I think. With 96 or 95, like yeah, I'm talking 96 or 95. I don't think they finish lower than that. All right, before we I move on from... I just don't see them going up to like 97 or 98. Go west, young meow. Before we go ah, west... Nice. That was a Pokemon any, reference. Do we have any so final knows. comments on the Eastern Conference? Tampa I still can't, can't believe... The Atlantic. I still can't Massey believe washed. Buffalo extended a defensive defenseman. I, I just can't believe it. It's And their it's, coach. It was. I like the coach one. That's fine. I like Don Granato. The the defenseman one, I, I just don't see the upside. I don't see a world where Matias Samuelson is a guy that, like, wow, four point whatever is a bargain. I just do not see that. Yeah. I think he's good, yeah. though. I think that he's not going to be out of the league. I'm pretty confident of that. So are we going west now? We're going west. Unless Pacific. we want to run down our, like, actual playoff team. For, oh, okay, the, for sure. the east all right so out of the atlantic i've got toronto florida boston out of the metro i've got carolina the rangers and pittsburgh wild cards are washington columbus tampa eighth tampa 16th eighth in the division yeah all right toronto florida boston 
Tampa, Carolina, Rangers, Penguins, I guess Washington. I don't see – there's no changes because I, I just – yeah. You know what? Even though I said they were under, I'm going to say the, the Devils. Fuck it. Be different. Let's take – yeah, I'm taking the Devils in the eighth spot as well. I have Toronto, Tampa, Florida, Boston, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Washington, and New Jersey – because I need an eighth and because I, just, I think Jack Hughes is that good. I don't understand how you justify the devils over the Rangers. I will never well, understand the Rangers that have pick. a terrible five on five Our numbers. Te- I mean, Panarin alone is better than the entirety of the devil's roster. Oh, I would much rather have Jack Hughes this year than Panarin. I would sure. put out Panarin and Chesterkin versus the, I would 20 man devil's roster and I would bet on the Rangers. No, you wouldn't, but whatever. I, no, I wouldn't. But go <laughs> west. west. All right. Yeah, those are the playoff teams we have: Pacific or uh, Central. Central. All right, Central. we're starting yeah, we're, Central. We're making our way across the map. File under. Can you make this any lower? Arizona Coyotes sixty-five and a half. That's, you have to say under. It's going to be the. Um, I have to answer this question as a twofer. What is Chicago's over under? Chicago's over under is 66 and a half. Okay. I'm going to say Arizona over. Okay. I think you could make a lot of money fading Arizona and Chicago, just every single game they play. They're just, they're just going to be such big underdogs every night though. I don't know, but like Arizona, I feel like is in the category of teams that like, if they are winning, they will do anything they can to stop that from happening in the future. They will block it. They do not want to win. They want Connor Bedard. And I think that's what they should do. They're smart. He's going to be a generational player. Are they smart? Yeah. I mean, in this case, they're they playing are. in a college arena. The uh, Chicago Black so they're Hawks, smart. They're learning. The Chicago Blackhawks over under is 66 and a half. Under. Control Z, control V. Under. Guys, I'm I'm very happy right now. Anaheim is playing, and they're wearing the Wild Wing logo jersey and not that stupid duck script. So progress is being made. Oh my God, Montreal beat Toronto. Yes, they did. Yeah, that way over. over game that over. happened a long time ago. James. Well, Alex, I haven't been paying attention. Did you take the under on Chicago? I'm yeah, taking the under on Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, ducks up one nothing. Just to just to repeat myself. Was Chicago, it Zegras? Please tell me it was Zegras. Troy Terry. Just to repeat myself, Chicago will do whatever it takes to continue losing, and if they're winning, they will they will stop it in its tracks. So I know that there's a whole thing with Arizona and Chicago, and who's going to finish eighth. And I think a lot of people think Arizona is far and away the worst team in the league. I am going to put Chicago in thirty second place. Asterisk. I agree with you, honestly. It really depends how early in the season they trade away Patrick Kane. I think that college arena is going to make Arizona competitive at home, but they're going to go 0 and 41 on the road. <laughs> like, I, 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 when I saw them claim Jonas Johansson, which sadly they've waived him again, I thought, oh, they're just going to. And Colorado picked him up. <laughs> because he's going into the AHL. They can assign him to the AHL. But, um, I thought that they were going to play him in every road game so that they would lose, but uh, that didn't happen. F in the chat. 
Can we but move on to Dallas? There is no tanking in the NHL. Let's move on to Dallas. Colorado's over under is 111.5. Over. I have to go under. That's just too high. No, you do realize what division they get to play in, right? I guess you're right, but at the same time, I just I just think that they're they just won the cup and they are not as deep as they were last year. Like this team knows they can. Yeah, goaltending is not as strong as it was. Still going to run away with the division. They will, but they're not going to hit. You know what? They get to play. How many? Combined games against Arizona and Chicago is it eight? At least Let's eight. say seven. Seven or eight combined games against Arizona. Yeah, that's that's but, sixteen but points Ari- right Arizona, there. Arizona, Arizona beat them twice. <laughs> that is last sixteen year. guaranteed points right away. You know what? I'm I'm gonna say slightly under, but they're still the best roster in the NHL. Oh yeah, I think they're gonna win the cup, but I think they're gonna go under because the regular season is just a foregone conclusion for them, and they're not as good in in net as they were. Here's one I want to spend a little bit of extra time on. The Dallas Stars are at 95 and a half, and I'm not sure why nobody is with me on this. I think that they're going to be awesome this year. I have a big over. They are going to be good enough. I have a slight over. They are wild card one. I have a slight over as well. I do not see the team as awesome. They're going to need a lot of bounce back from a lot of players like Sagan. Yeah. Um, that's a team that's not getting any younger. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, look at look at some of the guys that they have. I think Jason Robertson is a an emerging star in this league. I think Rupe Hintz. Oh, I love Jason Robertson. I love Miro Heiskanen. Yeah, Miro Heiskanen is about to go off because John Klingberg is not there to block some of his production. I think that Tyler Sagan is it's finally in the year after the year after the injury. He's about to become a much more productive player than he had been. And if he's like your second line center, because you have Rupe Hintz, like that's deep. And I think that the X factor is Mason Marchment, who looked like Mason Marchment on the Florida Panthers in the preseason. I know that we've said, you know, you can't really count on what he did because it was only one year. I still see that guy in the Dallas Stars uniform. I think he's going to have a great year. I yeah. think you want to see that. Great game. enough to finish in wildcard one in the West. And also Jake Ottinger is a very good goalie. I hope so. I have him on two fantasy teams. I think he's a good goalie. I couldn't wouldn't call him a very good goalie. He is the second best goalie in the Central Division. That's not saying much. Yeah, I think that I can agree to that, but um just perusing the central division. Uh, I would say Flurry's better. It's between him and Flurry. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm, interesting. Speaking of Flurry, that is not who I had in mind. Oh, uh, Hellybuck. Oh yeah, also Hellibuck, not who I sure. had in mind. Never mind. Yeah, Saros, third best goalie in the division. Saros, Hellybuck, and Flurry. So it's it's yeah. it's uh, no small feat to overcome Hellebuck and Saros. Those are two of the very very best. But maybe he'll be better this year. You can't say for sure he won't. True. Let's well, move on weird. to the Minnesota Wild. Their over-under is 101.5. This over. one's hard. This one's really over. hard. I've got to take the over. I've got them second in the central. Uh, I think over second in the central, but it's going to be slightly. So I'm going to say over because of the points they pick up against Arizona and Chicago. I don't love this team. If they were in the Atlantic. But those I are also accounted for in in 
the over-unders. Yeah, I just, <laughs> like, you, you look at the point total and you're like, I don't know if they're that good, but, like, it's just that the schedule is going to be easy. So I think that that puts them over the top. Any uh, other things to say about Minnesota before we move on? Nope. All right, Nashville Predators over-under is 97.5. Over. I'm going to take a slight under here. Slide under 96. I think over. that they sneak in Third the back in the door. Second wild card. UC Soros gets them Third there. Third in the central. I like their offseason, but the thing is that last year, Yossi and Duchesne had godly seasons, and they barely squeaked in. So even though they had a good offseason, that's only going to keep them where they were last year. Uh, Nino Niederreiter is going to be the value signing of the offseason. Oh, yeah, that was a bargain. Nino is going to be very good for them. I like their offseason, but I just think that Yossi and Duchesne will will not be as good as they were last year. So they're just going to be. I don't think Duchesne will be, but I think Yossi will. And this brings me back around to what I was saying about New York. It is hard to say that a team with a Norris candidate and a Vezina candidate is going to miss the playoffs or just sneak in. That's how I feel about Yossi and Saros, just as it's how I felt about Fox and Shesterkin. Obviously not to the same degree. I think Fox is better than Yossi. I think Shesterkin is better than Saros. I think that Nashville's forward core is very good. Like Alex said, Niederreiter is a huge pickup for their, for their depth. I think their defense is good enough. They have three, or they have, they have four very serviceable defenses. Yeah, McDonough. Lucy Fabroak for free. McDonough, and that's then crazy. they got Soros backstopping. Like, yeah. come on, that's a playoff team. What if Askarov that's plays games this year? Like, he, he, uh, looked, he looked unbelievable in the preseason. He did, and I got I picked him up in my dynasty league as a lifetime keeper. Great job. But I don't. I don't think the plan is to keep is to play him this year. He's already Probably in not. the AHL. Yeah, well, um, maybe he'll play yeah, some I games. Just, and I find it very difficult to place them below third in the division. I I, I really think Nashville is going to have a good year. I think that's fair. Let's talk about a team that I feel strongly about again. The St. Louis Blues over under is ninety five point five, and I think back to the the season that the Islanders had last year. And I think back to the season that the Sharks had in 2019-20. And I think that this is the life cycle point that the St. Louis Blues have reached. If you look at that defense, it's old. The youngest guy in their top four is somebody that's got a lot of miles and a lot of injuries on his body in Colton Pareko. And behind him, they have Tori Krug, who's good, but he's 31. They have Krug Justin is going to become Keith Yandel. Justin Falk, who's good, but he's 30. And why did they sign Nick Letty? And then b- behind him, they have another 30-plus guy in Robert Bortuzzo. And then the only guy that's younger than me, besides Pareko, who's younger than me by two days, is Yuso Rikolo. <laughs> and he is like 26, and he's a sixth defenseman. So, like, I, I just don't know if you can win with an old group on D in this league anymore because, like, people can just skate around them. Like, this is such a, a speed-based yeah. league. And their goaltending, like, Bennington is super volatile. Can they rely on him for a full year? Because behind him, they got, like, the corpse of Thomas Grice. Like, why didn't they go out and get a backup that could actually be serviceable? Grice was awful last year. And so was Bennington for the most part. Like, that goaltending looks brutal. That defense looks brutal. I love Cairo. I love Thomas, but hard under. Alex. 
TJ, you had one job, and I'm probably dating myself with this joke, but you had to do it. Mikola. <laughs> I have a sore throat. I should have done it. I was it. thinking it. Thank you. Um, but yeah. I didn't date myself. Big time that under. That's, I, I had a very hard time. Uh, I think there's a there's a basically a clump of six teams that are all going to finish very close together in the Western Conference, uh, and it took me a while to figure out which one of them was going to miss the playoffs. Uh, and I ended up landing on St. Louis. Under they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I have uh, under on St. Louis as well. This team is just their window closed. They still have guys that they shouldn't have, and yeah, they're just not in a great spot. It's a shame that Colton Pareko never became the player he should have become. Injuries I was very high on Pareko. I'm still high on like he won a cup. That's he true. Was, the issue was he went from the most underrated defenseman in the NHL to unfortunately getting injured a bunch, so he could never get that shine of yeah. hey, I'm a true number one. After he was out from the shadow, yeah, of uh, what's Alex his Petrangelo name? outside the shadow of Petrangelo. All right. Moving on to the last team in the Central, the Winnipeg Jets over-under is 87.5. Another good number by Vegas. They know what they're doing. I yeah. will take I will take the under because I think they might yeah. trade some guys at the deadline, mm. and that will take them under. I don't know. I've got Winnipeg sixth. Like, it was hard for me personally to say Winnipeg is going to take a pretty significant step back, but I think they will because uh, I like the Jets. They don't have a defense. Did they finish sixth last year, though? That's not even a step back. That's where they are. I guess. Um, yeah, no, they they just they don't have a defense. They have Josh Morrissey. I guess they have Neil Pionk, but like kind of eh, like him. He's good on the power play. I like him, but they don't have a de- they don't have a true number one. Alex and I don't think their depth is particularly good. It's Kyle not. Connor is great. I like Mark yeah. Shifley. I like Pierre Luc Dubois. <laughs> Um, oh, that's that situation is about to blow up though with Pierre yeah, Dubois. That's, and that's that's a question there. The question with whether I'm going to go over or under here is how far can Connor Hellebuck take them? I will say, you know, I I'm going <laughs> to take a very 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 slight under. You're with me. Like 87 points flat, Alex. Honestly, I forgot what team we're talking about because in the world of the goalie carousel, goalies in new places, guess who just gave up a goal on his first shot against? Jack Campbell. Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) We're about to get to the Pacific, and uh, that's going to be very timely. 87 and a half for the Jets, Alex. Uh, Under, I think that team's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's that's a... Oh, no! Wait! It's 2-0! Oh, no! Vancouver's up two Vancouver's up. Shit. I might, I might have to give in that my sister. Oh my Jack god. A hot take Vancouver. Well, a take that I consider hot. That Vancouver is gonna finish above Edmonton, but we'll get two there. goals on three shots. I have two goals oh, on no. six shots. Uh that well, well, three consecutive shots, it must have been. May, maybe this feeds behind, but two of the first three shots of the game went Oof, in. Bruins All right, crushed uh, Washington. Jake. We're, we're about to move to the Pacific Division, and we're going to start with you. The Anaheim Ducks over-under is 80-and-a-half. Over. I've got I've got the Ducks over. I don't think they're quite ready to make the jump to being a playoff team, but I think the Ducks are building something that's pretty good. They're, they've got a decent forward core, a young defense. 
John Gibson used to be one of the best goalies in the world. Unfortunately, I just don't think he's that trustworthy anymore. I'm obviously just like everyone else, very high on Trevor Zegras, uh, but he can't do it all alone. No, I really like Jamie Drysdale. He's not yet a true number one. I, I've always really liked Jakob Silverberg. I think if a winger was ever to win the uh, the Selkie again, it would be Mark Stone. But Silverberg would be in that conversation too. Yeah, I, I'm taking the over on Anaheim. I don't think they make make. I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think that's a particularly hot take. But over on eighty points. What was the number again, TJ? Eighty point five. I'm gonna say a slight under. I feel the under. No respect for Wild Wing. I feel the under pretty pretty hard on this one. Not like ten points under, but like I think this is a team that might just be like, yeah, let's get into the Bedard sweepstakes halfway through the season. I think that they do want to develop some of their young guys, but also I think that uh, the the new GM Pat Verbeek has shown a propensity to just uh, throw away the guys at the deadline that he's not going to be able to keep and not do like the Thomas Hurdle extension kind of deals like locking up a guy like that to maybe market value, but he's certainly not going to be an asset for you anymore when you're at, and your team is not good. Like I, I just don't know why San Jose did that. And I don't see Anaheim doing things like that. So Klingberg's gone at the deadline. Yeah. That Klingberg signing reeked of, Hey, let's pay him now and trade him for a haul at 50% retained at the deadline. Yeah, maybe. The Gibson volatility, though, is such that, like, if you told me Gibson carried this team to the second wild card spot, I would buy it just because we we know he has that in him. Yeah, I think, and that's a big team. reason I'm taking the over on them. I I know I said that Gibson's not trustworthy anymore, but like, if he has a Gibson season, Anaheim might sneak into the playoff conversation. I don't think that will happen. But it also could. And either way, I'm feeling the over on Anaheim. I think it's more likely that someone like uh, Connor Hellebuck wills his team to a playoffs than John Gibson. All right. Um, let me read off some more fan hot takes before we talk about this next team. Uh, at Medical Mewtwo, our friend Daniel, Calgary misses the playoffs. Hubie regression season. I can't say I agree <laughs> with that, but I like the, the hot takery. It's... And... We all know that that is a troll of a hot take. Calgary is not missing the playoffs. (laughs) And uh, the other Calgary hot take we got at Logan underscore seven, two, four, the flames make the playoffs and lose in round one due to a turnover by Mackenzie Weger. The disrespect, man. My friend, we asked for hot takes, not things we've already experienced. Come on. I thought the contract was (laughs) actually excellent value. Uh, The first half of it is. Well, yeah, but like. The second half, I guess by the second half of that contract, they probably no longer care as much about yeah, its value. Yeah, so. that's true. But at the same time, like 6.25 is is beyond the bargain. Oh, yeah, the right AAV now. is great. I thought Weir was going to get somewhere in the 7 to 7.5 range yeah. to get 6.25. I mean, yes, you had to give him eight years. And the concern that's I, the sticking point for me. And the other concern is, look, he is already someone who is not the most physically gifted person. When his foot speed declines even further, it's going to get ugly, like a la Brett Seaver. So that's the main concern there. I don't know if it'll ever be that bad. No, it won't be that bad because, but I'm just saying like, I don't think you're going to 
to have a top four defenseman the last two to three years of that. I think you will. I just think you go from having a number two to a number four. I mean, the last few years you might not have an NHL defenseman, but like I think in year really five, like for example, I think in year five he'll still be top four. I see. Like I honestly kind of see Uyghur aging more like Giordano. Yeah, he's still gonna be good. Like teams are still gonna want him when he's old. Yeah, but Giordano had much more athletic, much better athletic tools. I guess maybe we yeah, that just, like got again. That's that's my concern with Mackenzie Weger is he is an Sorry, IQ- Mac, We still love you. I love <laughs> Mackenzie Weger, and I you know we stand him even after the mistakes in the playoffs. But yes, like, we did. he he. I was going to bat so hard for him in May. He is a cerebral or, or whenever the hell the playoffs were. <laughs> he's just he's a cerebral player. That's his game. And he makes up for his lack of athletic ability. As that athletic ability decreases, he's not going to be able to make up for it. Like he already has an old man Wiley veteran game. Yeah. I anyway, what's Calgary's over under? Their over under <laughs> is a hundred and three and a half. I think this number's too low. I'm going to go over. Way too low. Yeah, uh, that's over. an easy over for me. Over and my hot take is that um, Calgary represents the West and wins the cup. Wow, that is a hot take. I think that they're, I don't know if like the brand new team, like all the new pieces is going to be good in the playoffs, but I think that in the regular season, you've got guys that are going to be playing hard all 82. I think that Uyghur and Hubert are going to have a real stick up their butt this year. They're going to feel really like uh, doubted and slept on and, uh, whatever other words that you want to use that like Michael Jordan would have felt in the last dance documentary. And they're going to have them huge kids. seasons. Uh, one other hot take. I, I think who wins the art Ross and the heart this year. Whoa. I was actually going to say similarly, like not that I think Uyghur will win the Norris, but if you, if you see him over 50 to one hit, hit that with a little bit of coin. I think there's a world that, that Uyghur wins the Norris this year. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see I, either of those. I don't know about the Norris. I, 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 I and for I the like record, my... I'm gonna buy a Mackenzie Uyghur claims alternate with nice. Blasty on it, like nice, the black, nice. the black alternate with Blasty. Love that's that gonna jersey. be. That's I'm gonna, gonna be, buy a Uyghur. That's gonna be real sexy. What, what do you guys think of the rumors that Huberto is about to be named captain of Calgary? He's not. They they already shot those down. Uh, Sutter said they're not naming a captain. Oh, okay. Flames Twitter though, like one one last thing. Flames Twitter, if you're listening to this, <laughs> if you're listening to this, shit. leave us alone. Like we don't care. We just said we think your team is really good. Yeah. Why do you care about what happens to us? Real enemy is yeah, it's, Twitter. <laughs> it's like we all we have nothing but nice things to say about Uyghur and Huberto. Like we all want them to do we well. Want yeah. to do like better. I would be thrilled. Yeah, I mean, well, naturally, because you—that's the guy you got in the trade. But it's not like there's—it's not like when when the Panthers traded uh, Luongo to Vancouver, and like there was just all this animosity. It's like, no, I hope you go to Vancouver and die over there. Like, no, like we all want Huberto and Weger to do well. Yeah. Whether or not we think they will is a different story, but we want them to. I think they'll do well. Uh, so this anyway, year. Over. I think they'll do well. Calgary's this year. winning, winning the Pacific. Jacob, easy. Jacob, guess, yeah. Guess who just scored? Trevor Zegers? No, but it's the right game. Jared McCann! Yes, he did. My man, did Maddie Veneers have anything to do with it? 
Probably. Uh, all I saw was the wrist shot. I feel like they're not playing together. They're both centers. All right. Let's move on to the next team in the Pacific Division. Edmonton Oilers. 103 and a half points. This he did. Me, Beneers had the primary assist. Sorry. This, <laughs> hold on. All right. Uh, back to the Oilers. This for me is an easy under. I don't What's know if the they're number? necessarily going to like crater. It's 103 and a half for the Oilers. Easy under. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard. Yeah. Under I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like I thought it was 99 and a half or something like that. The, the Oilers have never been a consistent regular season powerhouse with McDavid. They just haven't been that team. Uh, I, I think they yeah. have his best roster now, but like, I'll believe it when I see that's it. That's really not saying much. It really isn't. That's a team that housed Chris Russell for like five years of McDavid's career. Alex? Their best defenseman is their best defenseman is Brett Kulak. I think it's an under. I think Darnell uh, uh, Nurse is not Nurse. great, but like, He's got to be a little bit better than Brett Kulak. At least I hope so, because nine point five million. Jesus yeah, Christ! I'm, I'm taking a pretty strong under on that. I've got Edmonton third in the Pacific because it's an extremely weak division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm taking the under on one hundred three. I don't know if it's that Edmonton. weak this Jesus. year. I actually kind of like this division this year. Here's a team I really like in this division: the Los Angeles Kings at ninety five and a half points. They took. You know what we chin- need to do. You know what we need to do for our engagement for something for our podcast uh, for our YouTube channel. We need a Mad Money style show with TJ just like running around a room saying stuff. <laughs> Buy King Futures, huge over. I mean, this is a team that easily made the playoffs last year with significant injuries, and they couldn't score worth a damn. They go out and get Kevin Fiala. They're developing some good scores. They got um our boy Arthur Kaliev, who's a Dolphins fan. They Del got Ray our Native. boy Quentin Byfield, who's just a G, and he's gonna be really good. And Kopitar's still that that guy, and my boy Philip Deneau is still that motherfucking Your guy. Fuck you. He's our boy, I guess. Yes. But I love Phil Deneau. Like he's such a dominant player, and people don't Philly even realize D. it. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I, they took it on the chin what, last what's night. What's the number over. on LA? Ninety-five and a half. You know, I took the under on Edmonton at one hundred three, and I've got LA finishing a little bit behind them. Uh, I think LA is a wild card team. I still like them, uh, but I think they are a wild card team because I really like Calgary. I really like another team that we haven't gotten to yet, and I think Connor McDavid will will his team into a divisional spot. Uh, so I've got LA finishing in that second wild card spot in the West. Uh, I will take a very slight under on on LA. Slight over for me. I think it's a big over, but we'll see. They did. Are we keeping it. track of these somewhere? So I'll listen back can... and I'll and I'll make a mark on all the teams. Oh, that's right, editing. <laughs> it would be fun if we tracked like teams' pace and I don't know, maybe once a week put out an update on how we're doing on Ooh, our over. Taves with a goal. Ooh, he's still alive. No, that hasn't happened in like four years. <laughs> I mean, it was a wide open net because Georgia have just been hard on the shot. Like, All right, this one will be quick. San Jose Sharks over under 75 and a half. Under. Under. O- over. Under. This Why do you is... say over? I don't know. I just have a feeling. I'm no, the Sharks are a lottery team. This team is garbage. Yeah, I, I mean, know I've, I've given a lot of shit to Arizona and Chicago. I think San Jose could finish bottom of the league, like I number think they 32. Could, I think they could finish eighth in this division, but I don't think they're going to They finish. will finish eighth in this division. Disagree. Fair enough. 
they they got they got some scrap, but I think a lot of it is going to get traded at the deadline because um, I think they're willing to blow it up here and uh, get into the Bedard sweet terrible. Place. Yeah, uh, next year I think there will be some young guys that jump in and make them better. All right, this is a fun one. Seattle Kraken, their over under is eighty two and a half. That's a lot of improvement, but I think that they're a lot better. I'm going to take a slight over here. I mean, you're you're expecting Grubauer to at least not be one of the worst goalies in the world. Yeah, that was he had the worst goalie season in a long time. Yeah, yeah. and then Drieger was injured for almost the entire season, and now he's injured again, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over here too. Um, this is a team with. A second line and three third lines. If they're goaltending, I think Matthew Beniers is ready. I really like him. Yeah, but I don't think Jared McCann is ready to center a first line. Hmm. Is he not their one C right now? Like I think it's Matty Beniers. Really? Yeah, I think so. Right away. Yeah, I guess not exactly right. Well, right away as far as his NHL career. I mean, and Shane Wright. I mean, at least he's getting he's getting nine games. So we'll see. I hope we'll see. he. I hope he hits the floor running. Uh, yeah, got, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the over here. They, yeah, they got. Oh, yeah, I guess Beniers is their number one C, and McCann's playing a wing. Alex, and did you got... take the over? I forget. Uh, yeah, I like the over here. Um, they nice. added quite a bit. Remember, they got Bjorkstrand for Bjorkstrand was the acquisition yep. of the offseason. Oliver Bjorkstrand is big for them. Yep. This is a team where, like, if everything goes right, also could be in the playoff on Yeah. Oh, for sure. The I odds of so. everything going right seem low, but, like... Yeah, that defense, they it seems like they got it wrong. Dunn, Larson, Alexiak, Schultz. Yeah, I don't know. You know, these, these first two lines are... Real good. Beniers, McCann, Burakovsky, Wenberg, Schwartz, Bjorkstrand. Yeah. And then behind that is Gore, Yanni Gord, Shane Wright. They're pretty Brandon deep. Van Ever, Ryan Donato, Jordan Eberle, Giannis Donskoy, Daniel Sprong. Yeah, I mean, we're talking that, about that Brandon is Tana not a bad line. that is I I'm so confident in in my one in my they have a second line and three third lines. Like I'm very confident in that. Yeah. I might even say they have two second lines and two third lines. If they get a save, they might be decent this year. That's that's the question mark. Is All the right. defense going to be good enough to support the goalies? We're down to the final two. We're going to start with the Vancouver Canucks. Their over-under is 92.5. I got to take the um, under. Under just because I am a known Vancouver Canucks hater. <sighs> Sorry, Bruce. I, I do love Bruce Boudreau, but like I will believe – competence in this era of the Vancouver Canucks when I see it. Vancouver Canucks, after all of that, getting rid of arguably the worst general manager in the NHL. I know RIP to two of the worst general managers in the NHL, Montreal and Vancouver. Like they were just ripe for the picking with trades and both those guys finally got fired. But like Vancouver, they made, they finally cleaned house and then they brought back in, brought in guys who made the exact same mistakes, giving out bad contracts. Like JT Miller, even though he's got a goal tonight, like, they way overpaid him, uh, paying a second round pick to get rid of Jason Dixon, and only you're only saving 1.3 million in cap, and you gave up a second round pick to do it. Like, what? Just, just what is this team doing? What is their direction? They're they're so in such cap hell, and they keep spending money. Like they got to resign their 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 cap captain and Bo Horvat. Like, what are they doing? 
Cap implications don't matter for an over-under. I'm going to no. take a very slight over. I still think, like, they're first team out in the West, uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna take a slight over on them. I think there's some pretty good value on them to miss the playoffs. Like, I might have seen plus money on that, which, like, if you see plus money on Vancouver to miss the playoffs, take it. I'm not saying that there's no chance they make the playoffs, but, like, I certainly don't think they will. So if you, if you see plus money yeah. on that, uh, jump on it. And then the final team. The Vegas Golden Knights, their over-under is 96 and a half. Over. I over. like the over here. I like the over here. I my That's uh, an easy over. My predictions came out last night. And the one thing that I regret, even though the Rangers look made me look like a fool a little bit, the one thing <laughs> that I feel like I should have seen coming is that Vegas looked awesome. And I had them behind the Oilers. And if I could do it again, I would switch those teams. Vegas over. They have too much high-end talent to not be good this year. Jack Eichel's going to put up its insane numbers this year. Yeah. Mark Stone's healthy. Stone's healthy. That's big. Remember this guy, Jonathan so He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming their top line is Eichel, Stone, Marcheseau, like that could be the best line in the NHL. That's an extremely good line. I think they might have those guys on separate lines. But, you know, remember Phil Kessel also because he's here and he's fun and a good yeah, fit on his team, he's I think. Old at this point, though. Being the, the running mate for one of these guys, like if he's on Eichel's line, if he's on Stone's line, that's fun. True. He can set those, he, or they can set him up. I was going to say he can set those guys up, but it's the other way around. True. Yeah, no, this, this is an easy over. Rookie goalie Logan Thompson is going to be a big part of whether or not we are right. But he looked good enough against L.A. And he's got to win. I'll defer to Alex, game. but uh, I really think that Logan Thompson is not going to be an issue for them. I think yeah. he's good. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know enough about Logan Thompson, but I I think goaltending is going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, Aiden Hill, I definitely don't love. Yeah. But I do like Logan. But Thompson. they also have a good defense. They do, yeah. That can mask a lot of goaltending problems. Jay Theodore Thompson was, isn't good enough. Jay Theodore was somebody Twitter loved to talk about for a while, and it stopped all of a sudden, and I don't know why. He's still, still very yeah, he's good. He's still really good. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't put up points, but he doesn't need to because Alex Petrangelo is also there. Mm-hmm. And also good. Fair. So All right. I I I like Vegas here. Yeah, I think Vegas is back in the playoffs pretty comfortably. Speaking of the playoffs, let's do the Western Conference playoff picture before we uh, get off of the playoff picture over unders and all that. Sure. Out of the Central, I've got Colorado, Minnesota, Nashville. Out of the Pacific, I've got Calgary, Vegas, Edmonton. Wild cards to Dallas and Los Angeles. All right. I've got in the central Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Pacific, Calgary, Los Angeles, Edmonton. And I I would change my prediction if it's allowed, but I did say Edmonton, not Vegas. And then wild cards. I have Vegas and Nashville. In order, I'll go Colorado, Minnesota, Nashville, Pacific. I'll go flames, Oilers, Knights, Wild card, I'll go 
Kings and fuck it, let's get crazy. Let's let's, uh, let's throw the Kraken in. Yeah, I like it. Dallas missing the playoffs. That's a take. I I, I, I think they're gonna struggle this year. I mean, Klingberg wasn't great for them, but like that defense is not very good. And I think Marchment turns back into a pumpkin. Marchment was never a pumpkin. He kind of was. He's though. been very good at every level of hockey he's played. I I don't I don't agree with that, but like I I can see that the defense is a is a sticking point. Uh, hopefully Thomas Harley's good because uh, they could really use another guy. Let's let's talk about a few other things real quick. If you guys have any strong opinions on uh, any any trophies, well, real quick, I want to say that uh, this is the year, Sasha Barkov. If you want to win the heart. This is the year. I just don't think we get 82 games out of Barkov. Yeah, that's an that's I also an disagree. I think next year is the year that Barkov wins the heart. What do you guys think about first coach fired? This is one of the more interesting ones. Lindy Ruff. I'm I'm with Alex on Lindy Ruff. Renes back behind the bench by uh by New Year's. Yep. I think that'll happen this year, but I'm gonna say DJ Smith is fired first. Cause why is he still there? Who's got higher expectations between Ottawa and the Devils? Probably Ottawa. Ottawa. So actually, I'm I'm gonna pen them over to TJ. I think DJ Smith is, uh, yeah. Honorable mention Dave Haxtall because I I think there's a lot of buzz about him getting fired. I don't know if that's how impatient Seattle is, but uh, whatever. Any other hot takes for the 2022-23 NHL season? Because I think we've talked about pretty much everything there is to talk about. Holy shit. This just got tweeted out. The prices for Edmonton games. Guess how much a cheeseburger and a soda is. I did see this. Canadian dollars or real dollars? Remember, this is Canadian dollars. That's true, Canadian dollars. This is true. $35. 22 Canadian dollars for 22 Canadian dollars for a burger and a soda. But that's right. It's it is funny money, so it's not. That's sixteen U.S. dollars. I apologize to our Canadian listeners. That was just a very easy joke to make. It's it's uh, the exchange rate though is pretty favorable to the U.S. dollar at the moment. So if you're thinking about going overseas or just across the border to Canada, now would be a decent time because the the dollar is worth more than the euro right now. How often has that been the case? That's that's what we're talking about at the end of this episode. But um anyway, this has been Panther Puri Economics. <laughs> Just uh one last thing to leave a uh, leave us on cuz we didn't really talk about it, but we need people to remember Rudolph Balsers is going to be really good this year. He's going to be yes. really really good this year. Yeah. Not quite like Carter Hagee no. first season with the Panthers good, but like that kind of thing. He's he's going to become a very useful complimentary winger. I think he's the new Mason Marchment. I'm going to say it. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I think Balsters is the addition, other than Kachuk, that everyone's like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy was the one that hit. Um, real quick, where do you guys all see the Panthers? Where does the season end for the Panthers? First round, unfortunately. I I would agree. First round exit. I think this is the third year in a row they're going to lose to Tampa in the first round or in the playoffs. I think it'll be a first round exit, and we'll and but we'll feel better about it than we did this year, especially considering knowing we're about to have a substantial amount of cap space 
and no one important to uh, give a raise to. Yeah, because because Tampa is going to miss the playoffs when they finish eighth in the Atlantic, my first-round matchup is Florida and Boston. And I think a fully healthy Boston takes Florida out in the first round. Yeah. And then a fully healthy Boston beats Toronto <laughs> in the second round and then loses See, to Carolina. Toronto to win a playoff series. It's just... It just wouldn't be right. Yeah, they got to. Yeah, do it but first. they're they're going to go up against Columbus, and I mean that's a pretty easy call. They blew me. a playoff series to Montreal. That Let's was, remember that this. was brutal. That was yeah, brutal. but that was Carey Price going God. Mode. It doesn't matter. They still did it. Elvis Merzlikens is not going to go God mode. He might. Oh, I like Elvis. Nor would anyone else who might finish in wild card two in the Eastern Conference. All Unless right. it's the Panthers. I'm going to let you guys off the hook. Final thoughts, and then we'll wrap up this episode. Tampa 8th, Vassie washed. Alex. Yeah, I think Huberto's going to win. I think Huberto's going to have a very similar season to last year, but because now he's playing in Canada, he gets praised for it rather than shit on and uh, wins the heart. You can, you can tell, real quick, you can tell that he loves being like the most famous person in Calgary. <laughs> I mean, who knows a showman? Like he enjoys attention. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, I'm not trying no, to say this as a demeaning thing, but it's like it's clear that like he's lapping it up, and I I do appreciate that. Oh, he is absolutely like, I mean, ever you know since Yandel gave out the quote that he told Zito to f off, like, you know, this is who Jonathan Huberto is, and he's gonna play with a chip on his shoulder this year, like. Down the Chushkin goal alert. <laughs> Fantasy points. Rate us five stars on evolvingwild.com. For <laughs> and with that, everybody, enjoy the 2022-23 NHL season. Let's go, Panthers. What's better than this? We'll talk to you next week. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.